You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. Get an isolation with the, with the linebacker. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker here, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here, and a seal here, and try to run this play in the alley. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us, Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can text us 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside the great Paul Brittle. He's your uh, favorite writer over at Packers Wire, also at Dairyland Express. Uh, got an awesome YouTube channel, and you can follow him on Twitter at Paul underscore Brittle. Going to have a little bit of a delay here with the connection, but we're going to muscle through. Paul, how you doing today, buddy? I'm excellent, Clayton. Hope you're doing. Hope you're doing well, and hopefully the the connection goes <laughs> comes through clean at some point for us. Oh, absolutely! It, it's already settled down a lot for sure. I, like I always say, man, this extension cord I've got run out of the holler, out of the holler down here. It just it's time for a new one's all it is. So, um, let's do this, Paul. Uh, the game in Carolina, right? I, I listen mm-hmm. to Joe Barry's press conference. Of course, every time Joe speaks everything blows up on social media. So one of the things he said, obviously, was he felt like they played defense for, you know, 50, 52, 53 minutes of the game, pretty good defense uh, before everything kind of come unraveled. You know, sound like a broken record, but when I watch the tape and I've got a Chalk Talk episode keyed up here to break down 17 key plays, I came away feeling the same way. I was like, man, if you if you don't give up that third and 12 there in the fourth quarter with whatever it was, six, seven minutes left, you're probably coming out of there only giving up 16 points and the conversation isn't even happening. But I'm just curious curious to kind of see your take. Obviously, there was plenty of mistakes, plenty of contained mistakes, plenty of coverage mistakes, everything across the board. But what was your take from the Carolina game, biggest takeaways? To put a bow on what we saw from the defense, my biggest takeaway, the thing that I was most disappointed in is that that's the – 
the end result that we saw given everything that had taken place. Like this was, I know everyone knows, but this was an offense that was statistically the worst in football. Bryce Young came into the game averaging five and a half yards per attempt. He had 8.7 against the Packers. He had only four games this entire season where he surpassed 200 passing yards. He had 312. The Panthers had eight straight games where they didn't even surpass 15 points. They dropped 30. And so you take that component and then you take everything that's happened the two weeks prior, the Bucks game, the Giants game. Joe Barry admittedly last Thursday when asked, do you feel like your back's against the wall? Said, yes, he does. Just all that outside noise, an opportunity for that get right game again against statistically one of the worst offenses in football. And that's what we get. Yeah. And to, J- to Joe Barry's point for a large chunk of the game, not perfect by any means, but they at least kept it in check. The offense had the the two-score lead for most of the second half. But when it came down to crunch time, and there was still this disconnect, I'm sure many have seen the stats now that Packers played man on 64% of their snaps a season high. They blitzed on 44% of their snaps a season high. At least from that perspective, it was, one, nice to see some adjustments that were made. And I'm sure we've talked about it on here before, how is especially against a young quarterback who struggled, the Packers tried to do some of the dictating, tried to put him in uncomfortable situations rather than the offense doing the dictating, the defense reacting. So I guess if we're looking for positives, there's one. They also held up well against the run, which ironically is what they've done best over the last three weeks against Saquon Barkley, against the Bucks, and against the Panthers. But there's still a disconnect. There's a number of snaps out there, and I'm sure you've covered them, Clayton, where the Packers are blitzing and the cornerbacks are still lined up off, you know, creating just an easy outlet for Bryce Young. So again, why don't the cornerbacks know in those situations to be up, you know, or if they do, why aren't they playing that way? And also the fact that the, the Panthers came on strong in that fourth quarter, there were some breakdowns, but they adjusted, they countered what the Packers were doing. And I think that goes back to, again, kind of the the larger issue from the body of work under Joe Barry is just the lack of in-game adjustments or at least timely ones. I mean, flip to the other side of the ball. Matt LaFleur was quick to compliment after the game the Panthers' defense, Ajiro Evero, for the adjustments that he made coming out of halftime led to a few three and outs for the Packers' offense. But the Packers just stuck with what they had been doing and that's kind of the consistent theme. I mean, look at the Bucks game. We talked about it. They come out and dominate, do whatever they want from start to finish, almost know where Green Bay is going to be defensively. Nothing really changes throughout the course of the game. Lack of adjustments. Panthers counter what Green Bay does initially for two and a half, three quarters of the game. Green Bay doesn't adjust in that regard either. So it was, <clears throat> I guess, nice to see that adjustments were made. Something different was at least tried. maybe a little spaghetti at the wall we'll see what sticks type of scenario (laughs) but at the end of the day the larger issues were still there the disconnect between what Barry was trying to implement and the execution and the lack of timely adjustments and if not against that Panthers team do we see them right the ship so to speak or at least you know trend in the right direction you you get to the question of well when's it going to happen and now they're coming up this week with, I know the Vikings have Jaron Hall started, but man, that's a, that's a dynamic trio of wide receivers that, that they got in Minnesota. And to end on a positive note with this Panthers game, on the offensive side of the ball, what I will say is 
you know, just looking at Jordan Love's stat line, I think it was 17 to 28, like 220 and a touchdown. Like that's become kind of just a ho-hum performance for him. Like a nice game. Like as you're watching it unfold, there was nothing, you know, for the most part, like spectacular that stood out. There were some impressive throws. I know I saw one on, on, on a Twitter to Dontavian Wicks where he rolls out and sidearms it. But, you know, as the game's unfolding, there wasn't this holy cow moment throughout it. But he put together that type of performance, very, very shorthanded at receiver, let another go-ahead drive in the final minutes. That's the third one in the last six weeks. We remember the Panthers game. We remember the Raiders game. We remember the Broncos game, how all those ended. But against the Chargers, against the Giants, against the Panthers, leading that go-ahead drive in the final minutes. And to me, the fact that that has become, again, you just look at the paper as the game is unfolding, you're not like, oh, wow, look at look at what happened. That's what good quarterbacks do. Absolutely. That's how good quarterbacks perform on a weekly basis, regardless of what the circumstances are. And they put up numbers that as you're watching, you just, just kind of seems natural. And so I think that that's just another positive, another big growth up growth aspect that we've seen from this Packers offense and just how they went about their business in that game. And they put up 33 points. It's the first time they broke the 30 mark since week one in Chicago. So overall, I think just in that regard, what they did with the circumstances and impressive performance from the defense. And last thing I wrote about this uh, at Packers wire in regards to the three go ahead drives in the last six weeks, obviously execution is a big part of that, but the other side of that equation is the confidence to do so. And that's what that team has right now. The old saying, and it was talked about this summer, young teams have to learn how to win. Packers have learned how to win. And we've seen that on these final drives within games and not just that, there was the Chiefs game where uh, Patrick Mahomes opened the third quarter with a touchdown, cut the lead to two points. Was Jordan Love in the offense too? Go down and get a touchdown. This Panther game, they cut it from 14 down to seven. What does Jordan Love do? Goes down and get a touchdown. Like responding in these big moments, putting up scores at the end of games. Just, I think, really, really encouraging performance. And I think given what's happening on the defensive side of the ball, given that there wasn't anything like terribly flashy from the offense throughout that game, I think that speaks to where they're at right now with their level of play. Yeah, I mean, it truly is. It's the You hear all the time the tell of two halves of a ball game. This is the tell of two halves of a season. I mean, you start off the first half of the season, the offense is struggling a bit, right? You had a little bit of, little bit of hope there. And we went from Jordan Love's the guy to Jordan Love probably isn't the guy to now we're convinced. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't know what else anyone would would need to see, you know, to come out and say, I still, you know, yeah, he's the guy. Like the late the late game heroics, the big thing, Paul, that that no one, well, I don't want to say no one, but many people aren't even talking about is him protecting the football. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's remarkable. What what has he got now? Is it 11, 11 touchdowns with one pick in the last yeah. um, five or six games? Just amazing, amazing, man. It really is. Uh, John, thank you for the super chat, buddy. He says, 23 reps my team, my family reps that team. I don't want that demeanor to represent me or my family. Well benched. Go, Pat, go. Sorry to bring it up, old news, LOL. There it is, the first one of the night, Paul. Um, yeah, we'll we'll still steer clear of it tonight, John, but thank you for the super chat, buddy. Um, you know, we kind of talked about it last night. You can go back and check out that pod for sure. Um, Paul, if you've got something you want to add, cool. If not, we can just move on to the uh to the Vikings game. You got anything you want to add on the Jair situation? 
I think it's an opportunity for both parties, the Packers, you know, Matt LaFleur specifically and Jair Alexander to hit the reset button, so to speak. Um, you know, based on what Matt LaFleur said that it wasn't specifically the incident before the Carolina game going out on the field, that there were others leading up to it. And LaFleur also added that this is a learning opportunity for everyone involved. So to me, trying to, you know, read through what is that, read through the coach speak, what does that mean? Sounds like there's been some previous incidents throughout the season, whether it's been in recent weeks, months, whatever that timeline looks like, where Matt LaFleur has a learning opportunity for himself in how he handled it. Because whatever the consequences were, and maybe there weren't any, again, we don't know. Matt LaFleur was asked if before getting to suspension, if fines were involved at any point, and he didn't answer that question. So whether there were consequences for previous actions or the consequences that the Packers implemented weren't enough to change, you know, how Jair was going about things. Again, a learning opportunity for Matt LaFleur. Also learning opportunity for Jair Alexander. An opportunity to, to, to take a step back, you know, team implemented, but take a step back, hit the reset button, you know, uh, hopefully they're playing for their for a playoff spot in week 18. We'll see him back out on the field. Opportunity to finish the season on the high note and go into 2024. You know, Jair fully healthy. Uh, him, Matt Lafleur, that relationship in a good spot. And Matt Lafleur also emphasized that the the communication between the two and making sure that that's a point of emphasis as well. Last thing I'll say, it's a big it's a big out big uh. It's a pivotal moment. That's the word I'm looking for. Pivotal moment for Matt LaFleur right now. You know, not just solely this Jair situation, but Devondre Campbell's tweet. This how this whole Joe Barry thing is playing out. You know, if we operate under the assumption that he's gonna move on from Barry after the season, it's his sixth coordinator in six seasons. When they hire if they hire a new coordinator for 2024, you know, three special teams coordinators, three uh defensive coordinators, and I guess technically that would be a seventh because uh Hackett left, but six specific to who he's hired or including Mike Pettin coming on that he's had to make the decision to move on from. How does he reshape that defensive position group staff that has been constructed as well? I assume there's going to be a major overall there. So, yeah. I mean, this is a pivotal moment for what Matt LaFleur has got coming up during the stretch on the defensive side of the ball. Cause I mean, Adam Stenovich was asked about it today on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, they're day to day, all focus on the Vikings. But Jason Wilde asked him, you know, do you, do you look ahead a little bit? You know, just peek ahead to twenty twenty four, thinking about this offense, what they got going at receiver, what they got going at tight end, Jordan Love, and you know, he admitted, yeah, it's fun to fun to dream a little bit about what the potential is and what you know what the opportunity is there. So they got to get the defensive side of the ball right first and. Right. I hope that part of that change is not just the scheme and getting the right guy in to teach and, you know, bringing in some different players, but I want to see a mentality change. Yeah. You know, look at that Monday night game, the Ravens and the 49ers. Look at that Ravens defense. <sighs> yeah, they got the play caller. Yeah, they got the scheme, the players, but look at that mentality. The Packers haven't had that since before LeFleur, since before. Beard. This goes beyond that tenure. For too long, it's been the, hey, let's keep everything in front of us approach. Don't give up the big play. Like I would love to see that just kind of more aggressive mindset mentality come in to this, to this Packers team. And I think going outside of 
who Lafleur knows, um, what he might want to run defensively to bring in a diversity of thought to get some different ideas to challenge Matt Lafleur in terms of his ideas. Because again, he's controlling the offensive side of the ball. We know that. We've seen the progress, the growth. We just talked about it. But as we talked about last week, this defense is the style of defense he wanted to run. And then he went and picked the coordinator who he thought could deliver on that. So I think there's tremendous opportunity out there, but it's going to be up to Matt LaFleur to go out there and execute it, find the right guys, you know, be willing to maybe go outside the connections that he has, you know, with the McVay, the Shanahan, the Brandon Staley type coaching trees that have kind of intertwined themselves and hopefully reshape this defense for 2024. Because again, looking at the offensive side of the ball really does feel like sky's the limit. Yeah, it's true. I mean, it, and you, you mentioned the Ravens and I perked up and, and we, we will hold this conversation for another time because, you know, obviously we, I think we all kind of understand that there's probably going to be a change there. And when it happens, there'll be plenty of time to talk about this. But when you say Baltimore Ravens, two things come to mind. The first one is our linebackers don't attack like their linebackers. I mean, it's pretty clear right now. Are they being coached to not do that? Is it something that, you know, they're, they're not on that level as a Roquan Smith and a Patrick Queen could be, who knows. Right. But uh, the other thing is Chris Hewitt. That's who I keep coming back to their passing game coordinator on defense, former player, only played a couple years in the league, the best of my understanding, but been with the Ravens, I think for eight or nine years now, that's the one that that's really piquing my interest. Like that might be the guy right there, but again, it's early. So we're on to the Vikings. Um, <laughs> I will, I will say there is that Packers Ravens connection because they do have Milt Hendrickson in the personnel department. And not so much this previous offseason, but the last couple, there's been several different Ravens players who the Packers have brought in to this team. So, didn't, yeah, didn't even connect. There you them. go. Keep there you go. We'll keep your hopes up for a couple more weeks. <laughs> At least until they announce Joe Barry will be back, right? <laughs> but uh, with that being said, let's get a quick preview. I know we uh, we probably got a few minutes here. Yeah, we probably you – know, however long you got, Paul, five, seven minutes, whatever. That's the fine. Vikings coming up. I keep telling myself, Paul, I'm like, stay on this season, Clayton. You've got a whole offseason ahead. Just keep yes. talking about this season. Don't get too far ahead. So with the Vikings this Sunday, obviously you got the – we don't know who's going to be starting at quarterback or did they announce Jaron Hall? Jaron Hall. Okay. So – Somewhat of a mobile quarterback, if I understood correctly. Mm -hmm. um, was he an undrafted or was he a fifth rounder? Fifth rounder. Fifth rounder. Okay, gotcha. So just clean slate, ball. What's the keys to victory here, man? Maybe maybe two or three keys to victory uh, against the Vikings. What are we looking at here this uh, this Sunday night on primetime? Yeah, so obviously we know about the Vikings pass catchers, Justin Jefferson, uh, Jordan Addison. He did return to practice today for Minnesota. He was day-to-day -day coming into the week with an ankle injury. Their third receiver, K.J. Osborne. I mean, even he's approaching the the 600-yard receiving mark this season. And there's been a lot of uh, ups and downs at quarterback since Kirk Cousins got hurt. We've seen Jaron Hall for, I think, about 22 snaps previously. Uh, Josh Dobbs had a stretch of games. Nick Mullins had a stretch of games as well. But this is still an offense that's dynamic, can uh, move the ball through the air regardless of who the quarterback is. They're coming into this game ranked six in yards per, per pass attempt this season as a collective unit. Uh, Nick Mullins, Josh Dobbs, uh, both shown the ability to push the ball downfield when you got a guy like Justin Jefferson with Jordan Addison. And so we know about the challenge that's going to provide for this Packers, Packers pass defense that's really, really struggling right now. And I don't think any Packers 
fan is going to be overlooking, you know, who the quarterback is given how the last few weeks have gone on. But one other added wrinkle to it with Jaron Hall starting, and you mentioned it, is his mobility. And Matt LaFleur talked about it today, how they've struggled with mobile quarterbacks, the most recent one being Tommy DeVito. Whether it was flybys, as Matt LaFleur called it, where the pass rushers were undisciplined, I'll say, and getting too far upfield, creating massive running lanes for him to just step up and take off from. You've uh, they seen also it in had Carolina too, Paul. Mm-hmm. Yep, that as well. Um, also some designed, you know, uh, read option looks for DeVito, but uh, Justin Fields rushed for, I think, 60 yards in week one. Justin Herbert rushed for 73 yards in week 11. Russell Wilson in the Broncos, he only had one rush attempt in that game. They did a pretty good job of keeping him in the pocket, but it was a 21-yarder in the second half, picked up a key first down in that game. So Matt LaFleur referenced the struggles that they've had with mobile quarterbacks. And the Vikings, from a pass protection standpoint, have held up well for the most part this season. The Packers' pass rush has been up and down. I mean, when they're on, they're really on, but they can have the tendency to go quiet as well. And where things can really stress this defense is when Hall gets outside of the pocket. Because then as the as the defender, Jefferson, Osborne, Addison, they're going off script at that point. It's scramble drill mode. Right. And so that's just an added layer of difficulty for the defense now, for the defensive backs that you have to defend. And, of course, you can't abandon those assignments, which right. potentially leaves a ton of wide-open grass for Jaron Hall to – take off and to extend plays and the Packers are coming off a performance where we just talked about they played man on 64 percent of their snaps I think this is a game where they're going to switch back pendulum's going to swing in the other direction playing zone because when you have a mobile quarterback you want your defensive backs eyes forward you want the vision on the corner on the quarterback versus if you're playing man your back gets turned to him potentially create some bigger uh scramble opportunities for the quarterback so again we know about this Vikings trio receivers we know the struggles that the Packers have had defending receivers defending the passing game in recent weeks but the fact that Jaron Hall starting is going to add an extra layer of this because if they don't keep him in the pocket if they don't capitalize on the opportunities that they have to bring him down and there's rushing lanes he's able to get outside to expend plays there's scramble drills it's going to be uh, an added an added challenge that this defense is going to have to find a way to overcome. Very well said. You know, I, I'm just such a boring fan, Paul. I'm I'm of the opinion stick with zone match, zone mm-hmm. match. Get away from man. Um, I've I said it going into this season. You know, every time it seems like every time we get burned on a big play. Now, granted, the whole Baker Mayfield it was death by a thousand paper cuts. Obviously, yep. right. A couple, of, a couple of haymakers thrown in there too, but it just seems like every time we try to go to to man coverage heavy, it backfires. And mm-hmm. and when I hear Jaron Hall, like you said, you you hit on hit the nail on the head. Them turning their back to him and him being able to scramble, especially with the way the edges are flying up. Like there was one play, I think it was the touchdown pass, I remember correctly, on Stokes, where Kingsley and Igbari, I mean, he's literally eight yards past the quarterback's original pass set. It's mm-hmm. like what are we coaching that? What are we doing? Like who, who thought it would be a good idea for him to get eight yards beyond the normal, you know, three-step drop. Right. It's just, it's mind boggling. It's and it. You could tell afterwards they're like, Oh, you know, they're so disappointed that they did it. But it's like, what are we seeing that we keep doing this? And that's why I tend to give Joe Barry a little bit of grace. Cause I'm like, I have a hard time believing he's saying in the meeting room, Hey guys, listen, 
forget everything else. Just get upfield. You know what I mean? It just, right. I, have, I really have a hard time believing this. So anyway, we appreciate your time, Paul. Man, we ran out of time quick. That was a fun conversation. It always, it always goes, always goes fast. Yeah. Quicker and quicker every week. Um, but we appreciate you and we look forward to the conversation next week for sure. Um, any, any parting thoughts, anything at all? Now we hit on all the big ones. I appreciate it as always, my friend. Absolutely. You guys make sure you go support Paul. Awesome rider, PackersWire.com. You've got him at uh, Dairyland Express. Check out his YouTube channel and make sure you follow him on Twitter at Packer, or I'm sorry, at Paul underscore Brettle. And I'll tell you what you're not going to get with Paul on Twitter. You're not going to get any toxicity. It's just professionalism 101. Every now and again, I find myself falling into that rut and I go, you know what? I need to go over and just study Paul's Twitter for just a second. So we appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, guys. Take care. All right. Take care, pal. And again, that was Paul Brettle, the great Paul Brettle. Love that guy. Always, always great. You hit the nail on the head there, Andy. Paul, always great. Just brings the facts straight to the point. Um, love what he does, too, uh, with his writing. I shared an article earlier today, too, on Twitter. Actually attached it to the link for this show. So uh, make sure you guys go in and click on that. It's, uh, it's a really good read, for sure. Appreciate it, Nick. Thank you for the kind words there, buddy. And now we got Tim live in Green Bay. Speaking of toxicity, look at this guy. No, I'm just joking, Tim. I'm just joking. You are muted, though. <laughs> Then you didn't hear me swear at you when you there, said that. there you go. It was, it was by design, right? So we can do one of two things here, guys. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the chat, okay? We can just kind of hang out with the chat here and maybe talk about the injury updates. Or we can do some chalk talk. Chalk talk's ready. We can do it in the morning, we can do it now. Which first one to comment in the chat, which one you'd rather us do? Wait, wait and do chalk talk tomorrow or do chalk talk now? Fire away. But Tim, what'd you think of his interview? there as far as uh, what Paul had to say, buddy. Oh, I appreciate the insight. Uh, at least we know who's playing quarterback now. <laughs> I mean, right. <laughs> we sat here and had Mullins on our chart, right? <laughs> yeah, I was um, kind of looking forward to Nick Mullins. I could just see so many strip sacks, you know? Oh, yeah, that was wishful thinking on our part, I think. Um, we talked about that a couple of days ago. But, uh, no, Paul's Paul's got it right and um, really enjoy his work, and it's always a treat having him on. Uh, once a week. So uh, looking forward to this matchup. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, for sure. Well, the chat has spoken. They said chalk talks. You ready to dive into this, Tim? Man, let's do it. (laughs) Listen, if at any point we're going long and you need to hop off here, you just go, okay? No big deal at all. But we're going to try to get through it quick. I'm excited about this one. This was actually a fun one to watch. It was pretty pretty darn exciting. So um, let's just kind of dive right into it. Just confirm for me, Tim, that you can see the screen here, buddy. Yep, going full screen on my monitor. Yeah, I got you. Perfect. We got the old man full screens going on both sides here, man. We got to do what we got to do, right? So let's start this thing off right here. We got 17 plays, okay? Um, I've got some notes in between those plays. Hopefully I can hit on those notes as we go because there are some important cliff notes just to kind of bridge the gap. I, I could have done 25 plays. Uh, Tim and uh, I, I just kept. I was like, you know what, Clayton, tone it back, tone it back. You're doing too many every week, so we got it down to 17 plays. Let's start off here in the first quarter. 14, 16 left. This is a second and one play for the Carolina Panthers. This is that opening drive, guys. You guys know that I mentioned the defense started off pretty strong, so we're in a nickel two four five. We're in cover one robber will blitz. Okay, so we talked about man coverage and blitz heavy all day long, right? This is one of those plays. So when we break it down here. Nickel two four five. There's your two down linemen. Obviously, there's your one two three four linebackers. That's what the two four five means. Nickel equals five cents equals five DBs. You got five DBs across the board, right? So that's how they're lined up. They they ran a lot of a, a lot of single side nasty looks, like you can see here. The guys lined up in these tight sets. Obviously, not nasty up top, but they they bring a, a, an interesting approach, in my opinion. I kind of like the way we attacked it early. I really did. You know, the, the wheels abs- the wheels didn't just fall off in the fourth quarter. Tim, they passed us up on the on the freeway, buddy. The wheel passed us up on the freeway. But yeah. cool. two, four, five, cover one robber. Essentially, what you've got robber is when a safety comes down into the box. Okay, so he's going to come down, play zone, and you're going to see him kind of fan out. This is your deep safety. That's what cover one means. Okay, everyone else across the board is basically man. Okay, so who is the wheel? How do you identify the wheel? Which side's the strong side of the formation? There's your strong side. Here are your two linebackers. So your weak side backer would be your will, okay? That's how you're going to identify it. Now, obviously, you've got man coverage across the board, right? Man coverage, man coverage. This guy's going to tuck in and then drop out. He's not going to build deep, but you're going to see he, he wanted to he wanted to rob underneath, but Keyshawn gets beat underneath. This guy's dropping deep at the other safety position. So here we go. Let's roll the tape. See right off the bat, they use a little motion. That's how you know it's man. You see Jair following 11 across the field. Play action, and look at that wheel blitz. Come right off the edge there, actually within the B gap here from Quay Walker. Some will call that a scrape. I don't call it a scrape unless there's a little stunt, a little game from the defensive lineman. But you can see Quay just uses his athleticism to get around the edge there. Great job by him. Preston Smith kind of slides into the the half sack there. Really, that was all Quay, but just one of those aggressive plays that we were talking about. Um, You know, it paid off early. Like Paul pointed out, you didn't really adjust after halftime. You just kept doing the same thing you were doing all day. Of course, 
when you're on pace to hold them to 16 points, it's hard to argue with that too. But you can see they just beat their guys here. Tim, that's what you want to see out of Quay. Look at him being aggressive. A, a little mini rip there, right? A little rip right here to get the hands off of him. Pretty good. But it was all athleticism. And uh, obviously they, they combined for the sack there. That kind of set the tone early and really allowed the Packers to jump up early. So I, I remember watching this and just telling my wife, like, I think they're going to send Quay. I just like pre-snap. I'm like, please, dear God, send him, send him. <laughs> I yeah, mean, he, look, he looks good rushing the passer too, man. You know, he's not just a coverage linebacker. Absolutely. And that's what he did. That's what he did well in college. You know, he kind of played that Sam, if you will. I mean, he played some will too, but and what I mean by Sam is strong side backer guys on the tight end side. In that case right there, he was playing a little, some would consider it will con based off of the formation, but you could, you could see how that would apply with Sam as well and attacking the B gap. But um, what I wanted to point out, you've got a three and out there on the opening drive LVN then rough quote unquote roughs the punter, meaning he falls down in front of the punter and barely touches the plant leg. By rule, by definition, it is a rule. It is a penalty. Okay, so so what is running into the kicker then? Running into the kicker is when you make contact with the kicker, but it's not his plant leg. Anything oh. that touches the plant leg of the punter, they they changed that rule because they were getting rough in the punter kicker or rough in the punter penalties just about every time that the punter got touched. So they're like, you know what? Let's tone it back. If they don't touch the plant leg, we they want to make sure they protect the plant leg. So I'm not saying I agree with it completely, but that's basically how the rule has been installed to the best of my knowledge. So I'm no rules expert, nor do I play one on TV, but that's how I understand yeah. it. So oh, I want to say this too for everybody in the chat. If if the stream goes down, it'll come back, okay? Um, it's because it's detecting copyright material, which we are allowed to use, but the AI on YouTube still detects it and we'll take it down and bring it right back. Okay. So if you come right back into the stream, it should come right back up. If you don't want to deal with that and you want to wait until this video is done, it will, you will have it in its entirety as soon as we're done recording. Okay. Just wanted to mention that. So they go three and out LVN gets the penalty. Then they force another three and out. I just want to mention that. I know everybody likes the dog on the defense from Sunday, but they got two straight three and outs to start the game. And it really put the Packers in a position to do this right here. So we come out, there is nine minutes left in the first quarter. It's a first and 10 play. We come out in a 12 ace, nasty right, Z quick stack, play action, boot strike, Y leak. All right, let's kind of talk about what that means. First of all, the uh, the Z quick stack, what does that mean? With Z quick stack, this is your Z receiver right here, okay? He's going to use quick motion. Some people call it speed motion. And he's going to end here where they're in a stack look, when they're directly behind each other or within a half a yard of each other or being directly behind each other. That's what we call a stack. So Z quick to stack, that's what that is. The nasty terminology is just inside the numbers. Everyone's inside the numbers. That's what we call a nasty split. Okay, so you got your Z to stack, right? We're going to go play action, boot strike, Y leak, slide, okay? So essentially, we're going to run play action boot, and we're going to come out here, out the backside, off the play action, okay? So what does boot strike mean? Strike concept is when you attack down the field, okay, with a vertical route. It could be a corner. It could be a vertical. And then you have on the opposite side of the field an underneath route. That's called strike, okay? That's the strike concept, all right? And then you're going to have the Y leak, which is essentially a block, a chip, and then he's going to leak out, okay? The ball is actually going to go to Tucker Craft on this play. So, again, 12 ace, nasty right, Z, quick stack, play action, boot strike, Y leak, 
that some people call this play action boot slide as a just a quick a quick definition of the play. Let's roll the tape. Good play fake by Jordan. He's got better and better at this, Tim, all year long, man. Watch him sell this fake all the way through. Yep. Beautiful leak there by Tucker. This right here is really exciting. When we – I don't want to get negative, but we talked about Jair all day long or all, all, yeah, all day long yesterday. Look at this guy sacrificing his body, man. Great job by Bo Melton there, too, to not not block in the back and just kind of get in, get in the way. Absolutely. You'll see him – well, you might not be able to see it on this angle, but he basically comes across. It's like he learned that from Jaden Reed, too. Yeah. Just get in the way and throw your hands up. They can't call you for a block in the back if you throw your hands up. That's <laughs> so, right. That's right. Again, and he took that he took that man out of the play too. I mean, 21 yeah. there was that Chark? I don't know who yeah. that is. Yeah. He was, wait, wait, he no, was no, no. I don't I don't know if that was Chark or not. No, I can't yeah. read his number, but he was he was more worried about Bo on that play and he, he couldn't even get to Tucker. So, you know, there's an extra 8 yards right there. Just heads this up. This is play. what I'm talking about. Though. Think about that tweet that went out the other day with the Tucker Craft quote saying I'm just going to do whatever I need to do for my team. Yep. Look at this there it man. is. That's just – I love it, man. Someone sacrificing their body for the better of the team. Whew. It's almost a testament to the to the old school, you know. Good old-fashioned right. hard-nosed tight end in Green Bay. I love it. Absolutely. So, we showed that play because it was an explosive play on that drive. It ended with a Dylan one-yard touchdown run, okay? So, we didn't show the touchdown run because there's really not much to it, all right? So, I just wanted to point out Tucker Craft, explosive play, 27 yards off the play-action boot slide from Jordan Love. Great, great way to set up that drive there for sure. All right, so now we're going to go to a second and five. It's first quarter, 632 left. We're coming out in a second and five here, okay? And we're in nickel 245, cover one drop, okay? So, again, you guys know what nickel 245 is. You're two down linemen, you're four linebackers, right? I like how they got kind of a wide base here. They come out in an empty set. That's going to trigger like their 11 personnel empty base. And we're in cover one drop. So, as we roll the tape here, what I really want you to key in on, if I remember correctly, I believe it's down here is where Trimble is. No, Trimble's right there in the close to the slot there, kind of playing that Y flex. Watch, watch this play. This is why you don't like man coverage. Everybody's in man coverage. What you're going to essentially see here, if I remember correctly, is Trimble's going to kind of run a double move. Guys, when you're in cover one man, one deep safety, right, everyone else is just man across the board. Man underneath, he's kind of playing the drop. If if someone leaks out to his side, he's got the drop. Man, man. And this is why I don't like man coverage. All year long, I've talked about it, Tim. I'm like, man, I give me quarters. Give me zone match. Give me cover three spinner. I, I just hate man coverage. This is why. All it takes is a slight move. Watch Trimble. Just upfield, bang, he's gone. And what do you have? you got an explosive play for 30 yards, right? So – to me, it's just frustrating because every time we try to go man heavy, this type of stuff happens. Now, watch, what do you expect Isaiah McDuffie to do here? If he doesn't bite on the flat, it's an easy completion, right? He's a linebacker trying to cover a hoss of a tight end. Like, look how big Trimble is compared to Isaiah McDuffie. You'll see he tries to bite on the flat, and then there's the out, kind of a little chair route, and he's cooked. He's absolutely cooked. I mean, I'm That's guessing it. maybe a little more physicality. You know, yeah. off the off the snap there, maybe. maybe yeah, try to reroute him a little bit more. Yeah, a little bit more of a shoulder, play him a little tougher. But I mean, you're right. I mean, I don't I don't know what we expect McDuffie to do. Yeah, but, this is um, what we wanted last year. Everybody was screaming, "We wanted man coverage. We got to play more man coverage." This is the problem with it. It's very see, look, at, 
and there's Ja having to come over anyways. Right. You see in that situation, I mean, as soon as that ball was out, Ja's leaving his man and, right. and closing closing to that area. So, yeah. yeah, I'm with you, Clayton. I mean, we scream for man-to-man so much as fans, and then it just bites us in the butt every time. <laughs> Definitely. Let's fast forward to the first quarter. 5-19 left. First and 10 play. Packers got the ball. We're going to come out in 11-gun, dub-nasty. When I say dub nasty, it's just short. It's it's uh, what you know, one less syllable. Dub bulls or dub, uh, it stands for doubles, which is a two by two set. You'll notice here you got two on this side of the of the of the ball, two on this side of the ball, right? So that's what we're calling dub nasty. Why is it nasty? They're inside these nasty splits. Okay, so eleven gun dub nasty, strong right. We're going f yo yo power G right. Okay, what does yo yo mean? First of all, who's the F receiver? The X is who you identify first. Where's the tight end? He's right here. The X is opposite the tight end on the line of scrimmage. There's your X receiver. That makes him the Z. Now, why is he the F? That's what we refer to in this offense as the flyer because sometimes he lines up outside of the X. Now, some people would see this and go, well, he's technically the slot. No, the X receiver always lines up on the line of scrimmage. That's what we refer to as the flyer or the F, okay? Not the F tied in like you hear in other systems, the F as in flyer in Matt LaFleur's offense. So F yo-yo is a motion where an F's going to come over and he's just going to yo-yo back. It's just a little decoy. What you're trying to do with this motion, you're trying to do one of two things, two things really. You're trying to determine are they in zone or man. If someone follows him over and goes back, then you know it's man coverage. Also, you're trying to get these linebackers to not key in on their run gap, right? Not key in on their responsibilities. You want eye candy that they have to focus on. So he felt he's going to focus him over, and then he's going to follow him back. Then you do a quick snap, and what we're going to do is run a power G play. Now, what's power G? When we go power G right, you're basically going to pull the guard to the right side. So he's going to pull around the edge and seal off the edge here. So you're going to get a little a little gap run here, a little power run, okay? And this is all Aaron Jones, to be honest with you. Also, I want you to key in on Malik Heath. We get a better look at that in just a second. Let's roll the tape here. There you see the yo-yo motion, 11-gun dub, nasty, strong right, F-yo-yo, power G, right, snap it, boom, look at Elton coming around the end. And Aaron Jones looked like the old Aaron Jones, and it's so freaking exciting. Look at Malik Heath up there, just, I mean, gooning, absolutely gooning. Love that dude blocking, man. And you see Aaron Jones has cut the corner with ease, initiate a little bit of contact. Maybe you wanted to give the guys a little bit of juice. Here's a better look. You got it. You see it right here. Heath Goonan. <laughs> watch, watch Heath on this play. Watch him get up here and get his nose in on this play and throw a block. Not the guy they're highlighting, but just key in on Malik Heath. Look at him get in there on a backer. All right, you want to, all right, let's get a safety. Bang. Great, great for the the young players out there. That's you got to go find find somebody to block, man. You got to go. You got to find it. Absolutely, you know I mean? right getting out there in space, playing playing the role. He's looking for someone to get hands on. And the way he spun, the way he pivoted to keep him himself in front of in front of the DB, in front of the safety, so that you know they don't call him for a hold. It's just yep. textbook. You can tell he he knows how to block as a wide receiver. This was a real fun one right here. I really enjoyed this play. So now let's fast forward. We're going to go to the second quarter, first play of the second quarter. This is a third and goal play. We come out in 12 ace, nasty Z, strong left. Your Z receiver, right, is on the same side as a tight end. He's going to be in a nasty split inside the numbers. Obviously, the X is just in a normal split. You're trying to create an isolation play up there. Now, when you come out here with a strong left look, watch Jordan. He's going to come to the line. 
right? He's kind of surveying, all right, what's the front look like? Watch what he does right here. I love yeah. it. Watch this. He looks and he goes, you know what? The A left is naked. What does that mean? This A gap right here, right, is naked. Look at the space between those two guys right there. There's no backer walked up in this gap right here, right? He sees the A left is naked, and he's just going to check to a sneak. Watch him check right here. Check, check. He's letting everybody know, hey, look, we're just going to sneak this thing. What if, I mean, this is the stuff that he's – every week there's something else. There's another piece of the puzzle, Tim. Every single week where we go, he gets watch, it. Look at this gap. He recognizes this. Watch the left foot, too. Here's the, the footwork Mike Wall talks about. Watch Jordan's left foot on his snap to give him that leverage to mm -hmm. get through. I got it in super slow motion. I really wanted to eat this one up here. See, so stepping with that the left foot first. You know, if you if you get your feet out of balance and out of sync, there, you're going you're going straight down. You know, he gave himself that first angle was a little better, but he he gave himself leverage to get through there. Yeah, and you know, just willing to check to that. You know how many quarterbacks aren't excited about running sneaks? We all know this, right? I mean, right. You, you're basically going, okay, let me just put myself at the bottom of this freaking pile with a bunch of hog mollies landing on top of me. Look at that. I mean, you've got two grown offensive linemen landing on your back, right on your kidneys, right? Yeah. And the fact that he comes to the line and goes, you know what? You're going to give us that A gap? All right, cool. I'll take that, it. That's true. That's a leader right there, man. I love Absolutely. to see it. Whatever we got to do to get the, the tutter on the board. I mean, we probably we pro we probably could have, you know, had a had a shot ISO on top with, I think that was Wicks up there. But, right. you know, Jordan, see it. You know, you see it. You got to say it, right, Clayton? Mm-hmm. I love how he got up too. This is this is just little stuff. He didn't get up and spike the ball. He didn't dance. He didn't say, "Look at me." He immediately got up, picked one of his linemen up, look at him celebrating with the lineman. Yep. Like you love to see it, dude. I, I'm telling you, he's he's grown on me so much, man. I'm so excited about the future. All right, let's fast forward. Second quarter, ten forty-one left. It's a first and ten play. We come out in a nickel two-four-five cover one man will fire, and I've got Jire with question marks. Gary loses contain. And man coverage equals explosive play. Okay, those are kind of the three takeaways from this play. I did Jire question mark because he he completely loses his guy. Jire is the only person on the field right now that decides himself. I'm just going to play zone coverage here. This is mind boggling to me. Everyone across the board is playing cover one man will fire. Let's establish the wheel real quick. Where's your tight end? There's your tight end on the line, right? In line, it's actually it's probably the U tight end, if, if I remember correctly, but it doesn't matter. So if if that's the U, there's your will. So the will is going to fire, right? You're going to bring basically five guys, I believe it is. I see one, two, three, four. Yeah, you're going to blitz five with the will being the blitzer. You're going cover one man. Everyone else across the board is man coverage. Man coverage. You see everybody squaring up, right? Man coverage. Man coverage. You got your deep safety back here who's going to be able to drop deep off screen, right? So that's how it sets up. Watch Jire at the top of the screen. As soon as they use motion, watch what he does right here. Okay. All right. So look, he's all right. You know, he's he's kind of signaling whatever. Watch the guy go in motion. I think this is the play. No, it ain't. This is a different play. I apologize. This is a this is a totally different play. This okay, this is the uh this is the Smith Marsetti play. So watch Jire at the top here, though. This is where he gets kind of – no, this is it. This is it. This is it. Watch. Everybody's in man. You know he's in man because of Stokes. See Stokes? Yep. There's your man coverage. So where's Jair's guy at? 
He's right there in front of him, right? Watch this. As soon as he goes in motion, watch Jair. He's literally telling Stokes, you got to go that way. We don't even know if it's a run yet. It could be a play fake. And he's just saying, hey, hey, cover my guy. Everyone else is in man coverage. Everyone across the board, man, man. Everyone is in man coverage. Man, he's he's actually spying out the backfield. And Josh just pointing, hey, I need you to get my guy. And now he decides, okay, now we can go. As soon as he's seen him motion, the play should have been, he's got to go to his guy. Everyone else is fitting the run gap, okay, the run fit. That's not on Jada to establish the edge there. You're in man coverage. That's a, that's a huge mental, mental mistake in my opinion. Now, watch Gary lose contain. This is one of Gary's worst games. Look at Gary get sucked in, pulled in, pulled in. Now he's like, oh, crap. And he actually pulls up right, right there like, ah, crap, blown play. But again, yep. the other the other tough part, watch Jair come across the formation here, and he's going to blast the guy into the end zone. This is – at first I thought, well, there ain't much he could do. He's just trying to get a body on him, right? Look at that. you got one guy blocking two down here, by the way. Talk about not being aggressive. Look at this. I think yep. it's Sean and Anthony Johnson Jr. How are you not attacking the freaking football, man? Like you're just playing patty cake, and here comes Ja because he he wanted to play Mr. Ironically Captain. Hey, go with my guy. I'm staying right here. And you know Stokes as he's coming across is going, what are you talking about, dude? We're in man coverage. Yep. So as he comes across, watch right here. They're the patty cake, patty cake, patty cake, and then he blasts him into the end zone. And from that angle, you think, okay, there's not much you can do. From this angle, you'll see how in the world you don't go on his back and wrap him up and just try to drive him into the ground. I mean, you see it all over the tape. Jair is not interested in tackling. It'll actually reemerge here in a little bit as well. And I hope he I hope he comes out on fire after this suspension. But look how far out of position he is, Tim. Yep. Now watch this. Imagine your your goal, your goal right here is to tackle him inside the 10. Let's let's try to give our red zone defense a shot here, right? Watch this yep. attempt. What is that? Like that's that's absolutely embarrassing. How are you not pulling right? I don't know what the hand thing is, right? Ugh. Uh, it's like he don't want to – you know what I'm saying? He's just so timid. Like, jump on his freaking back and wrangle him down, man. Yeah, or give me an ankle tackle, something. Gra- grab a grab an ankle and trip him up, something. That just – that was mind-boggling to me, man. And Ant so, Johnson, you're right. He's got to get – I don't know why he's holding hands with Keyshawn there while he's right. being blocked, but you, you got to get yeah, to the right. boundary there, you know. I, yeah. I just – I don't know. Bad angles, man. Bad angles. Bad angles, bad But a busted play because of Ja, though, for sure. Exactly. And and listen, Gary, I put more of the blame on the outcome of the the play on Gary. He should have contained, right? You got to be able to bounce out and force that thing back inside. When you see an end around, you're taught play outside in. You don't let them get to the edge, right? If they hit the cutback and you ain't got enough hats to make the tackle, hey, it is what it is. But to just – give up the edge like that and to let him take it around the end. It's as much on Gary, probably more so on Gary than it was on Ja. But at the same time, it's like, I don't understand it. If they ran a play fake and passed, somebody's running butt naked through the trailer park because yep. Ja just decided, I don't care. It's man coverage. I'm going to stay right here on my side of the field. It's just yep. mind boggling. So let's go to the fourth and two play. Let's talk about a positive, a positive play. You cool with that? <laughs> so, <laughs> After that, you know, 20-yard touchdown run, obviously um, the score is 16 to 10. There's 419 left in the second quarter. This is a fourth and two play. Huge stop by the defense. We come out in a 34 jam, cover one man, and Enigbari makes a huge play. 34 jam. You got your three-man front or your five-man front with the nose 
covering the center, and you've got your other uh, two defensive linemen that are covering up the guards. This really forces an ISO play, and I really want you to watch McDuffie. He's going to make the play too, but Kingsley and Ibarre off the edge, he's reading it. Look at his hand right here. He's already calling something out to everybody. They're communicating. He's just going to shoot into the backfield and get hands, get some paws on this guy right here, and then that's going to allow McDuffie to clean it up on a fourth and two stop. This is one of the one of the positive plays, like I said, for the defense on the day. Watching Igbari right off the bat, Tim. Look at this burst. No hesitation. He's ready to roll. Look, he knows exactly where he's going. He did not even think about biting on the quarterback. And McDuffie, great job stopping that. Van Ness coming in, cleaning it up as well. Huge stop on fourth and two there. Not everything was negative on defense. I like how he's playing the ball too. You know, like he he sees he's trusting his read, but I mean, he's probably not yeah. blowing that up that tackle up because he's he's playing. It looked like he's playing that ball, man, trying to rip that ball out again. Yeah, absolutely. And I just love it. I think he's going to be a solid backup edge rusher for a long yeah, time. Yeah, he's he's going for the ball there with that right hand. Yeah. And then we got you know, like you said, it's uh, you know, everybody else staying in their gap, man. This is huge. Yeah. This is what this defense is capable of, you know. We we we've seen it. We just need to see it consistently. Right. And Van Ness too, watch him initiate contact, shrug it off, and he's right there. Yeah. See him just kind of so good at getting off the block. Yeah, for sure. He he's going to be a stud in the run game if we use him right. Yep. So huge play there. Like I said, fourth and two stop. McDuffie fired up. The boys rallied to the ball. You love to see it. Kind of set the tone for the rest of the rest of the first half there for the final four minutes, and it gave your offense a shot, right? You know, the goal here is to win the middle eight, right? We talk about it all the time. You, you guys probably get tired of hearing me talk about it, but this is a third and eight play, only fifty-seven seconds left. This is the uh, the touchdown pass to Wicks that that got Wicks hurt, to the best of my knowledge, but a really cool play. So we come out in eleven gun empty, strong trips right, T slot weak. So if you notice, the T is in the slot left, strong right. There's your tight end. And I want you to watch what uh, our boy Jordan Love does here. Watch him call out some kind of check. I don't think he can, but he does a hand signal. And I believe this is a play where you see Tucker Craft get that hand signal. And I'm going to tell you what I think it is. Okay, so he comes to the line. He looks it over. I think originally Tucker was supposed to chip here, chip and release. And I think what happens is Jordan changes the play briefly and wants him to run a corner route. Okay, I think that's what happens here. So you'll see Jordan see him, do a little wrangle look, quarterback check. Went a little quick. Let me go back. Quarterback check. I think he's seeing why no chip, just just free release, run that corner route, right? So what's the play call? As we get through it, we're going to go snag choice, okay, which is a slurl fade. A snag concept is typically when this inside receiver will go deep and the outside receiver will go underneath. That's the snag concept, okay? In this case, they changed it up a bit where I think it was a choice. So with the snag, you got kind of this nine fade, and instead of the the uh, the shallow cross, if you will, the drag route, he's going to run a slurl and sit down right here. We see more and more slurls, haven't we, Tim? So, sure have. Yep. So the Y corner up here, and then we're going switch slot cross. Now you guys know a slot cross is when you run a climb pattern or a crosser with a backside dig. In this case, they used a little switch concept. It was really cool. It was really, really unique how they tied this in. You'll see he rallied it up, rallied it up. As you snap it, on a normal – I'm going to clear it off here and show you what I mean here. On a normal slot cross, this guy runs the backside dig and this guy runs the climb, right? And you're, you're trying to create two different windows for each receiver, essentially four passing windows amongst two targets. 
But in this case, they did a switch version of it where this guy, and what I mean by switch is they're going to switch places, okay? So he's going to run the backside dig. This guy's going to switch underneath and run the crosser. And, of course, you've got our boy Tucker Craft clearing out on the corner route there, right, with that, that Y release. Now, this is the play where everything's pretty much busted. Snap the ball, you see Jordan kind of steps up in the pocket, nothing's there, and all of a sudden you see, who is that running butt naked through the trailer park? It's Tay Wicks. I want a better ball here from Jordan because he really gets Tay blew up, right? And I think that's yeah. how he hurt his chest. Want, want that nose down so he can just sit down and catch Absolutely. it. Yep. So on this switch slot cross, this is the first time I've been watching film for a long time. This is the first time I can recall anyone running a switch slot cross. Again, it's usually this, this, right? But on this situation, it's underneath with the with the backside dig. Really, really cool how they they drew this up. You could tell they were trying to throw a little a little kink into the defense. They the defense played it pretty well. But what you're going to see here from Tay, he's going to get upfield. And as soon as he gets his head around, he looks at the quarterback. He sees Jordan's in trouble, and he's going to break that thing off and come back and give him a second target. If Tay doesn't break his route off right here, Tim, this is a completely busted play. Watch him on this scramble drill. As Greg Cosell said over and over and over, this kid gets it. Watch Tay Wicks right here. There's your, your switch slot cross. Right here, he already knows, crap, Jordan's in trouble. The chances of Jordan throwing across his body over here is very, very slim. Watch Tay break this off here. Right here, he's like, okay, bang, find some open space. That's freaking beautiful. Now, Jordan, put that ball right here, bro. Yep. Don't put it up here. You know what I mean? Yep. So, And, again, he's throwing on the run, but gets him crunched. Great play by Wicks. Wicks is going to be a superstar, man. Every single week, Tim, I'm more and more sold on Wicks. Anything you want to add to that play, buddy? Um, just the complimentary um, – route by uh, Malik Heath up there too at the top, like you said. A lot of things working in tandem. And here's three – these are three rookies. Three rookies doing this, guys. <laughs> Look at Tay. Look at Tay yeah, break it down. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to see that cat on a dance floor. A little Waylon Jennings playing. I bet he could get down. You know what I'm saying? Do a little country two-step. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though, man. He just, he's going to be such a good ball player, man. You see the slurl sitting down in the middle. But, uh, yeah, yeah just, uh, again, you want that ball a little further inside, and he even kind of threw it high and outside. You know what I mean? That's And, and look, kudos to Tay, man. Look at him bringing that thing in and taking a lick, dude. Yep. So, going to be a heck of a player, man. So, that was the Wicks touchdown. Now, immediately following that, the first possession of the second half, the Packers get the ball in the second half, we go three and out. Okay? And after that, we're on defense. McDuffie gets a penalty for roughing the passer. Jair got caught peeking, almost gave up a touchdown, right? But that penalty led to a touchdown. Okay, so now it's 23-16, third quarter, 5.05 left. Packers have the ball, first and 10 play. We come out in 12-gun nasty, T-right, H-quick clear, which is a wheel route, slot cross, X-curl, T-shoot, all right? So when we break that down, you guys know what the formation means. You know what nasty means, 12-gun nasty. It's a balanced look, all that good stuff, right? Uh, T right, you know what that means. Let's go H quick clear. All right, what does that mean? H quick clear, quick motion from the H back. Okay, let's draw up the rest of it too. First of all, I'm going to show you the H coming across here on the quick clear. Oh, I went backwards like a moron. Here we go. All right, so you see the quick motion, and he's going to clear out with the wheel route. Right, it's essentially a go once he's in position, but 
That's how it sets up. So when you look at the H quick clear, quick motion, and then he's going to clear out with a wheel, right? And then right here, let's go, let's go back a step. You're going to go slot cross, which we just talked about, right? They love this concept. LaFleur, it's one of his favorite concepts. There's your slot cross. They're going to do it in tandem out of a wide receiver and a tight end, the Y there. And then you've got X curl, your X receiver right here opposite the Y is just going to run a little curl route, all right? And then you're going to have a T shoot route, okay? So you're trying to clear out with the with the H, right, with the H wheel. You're going to have an underneath route and a sit route, and then you've got the slot cross. This is one of those pick a side looks, right? So let's kind of watch how it unfolds here. This is the Dobbs. I'm pretty sure this is the Dobbs catch and the fumble. Let's roll the tape. Watch the slot cross. Watch Dobbs in the middle. I'm pretty sure that's Dobbs that runs the curl, if I remember correctly. He's just going to kind of sit down. Ball comes out on time. A little bit of spacing. Threaded the needle. Look at Dobbs right there, too. I mean, that's impressive. He knows that backer's bearing down. Watch him. Hands yeah. get upfield. No hesitation, right? Yeah, with his back to the pressure, too. You know, one fluid motion, secure it, turn upfield. Yeah, look at your boy Tucker Craft here. Did you see it? Watch Tucker yeah. Craft. Oh, yeah. Look at this. Ah, ah, ah. You can't come this little, little basketball, little, <laughs> little, little box out in the paint. Now, here's where things get ugly. I, I gave up the ghost right here. I ain't going to lie, man. When I seen this ball fly out, I screamed like a baby. I was like, oh, no. But look at DeGuara, man. But listen, we've ragged on DeGuara. Not <laughs> nothing personal. Totally redeemed himself. Sure. This right here, buddy, you made up for everything that went wrong on your season. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. What you a great job up. of not trying to pick it up. Yeah, Just and you see all like, on it. The guys on the telecast were acting like Romeo Dobbs was being careless with the football. I didn't see it that way. I thought it was a good play by the defense. He's trying to get two hands on it, right? Yeah, he is. Like, look, it's not like he's holding that thing like a loaf of bread or anything. No, so, not at all. They rip it out as he's going to the ground. Look at Dobbs's eyes. God love him. <laughs> like, oh crap. No. Yeah, you can see him looking over at the ball. But again, man, Josiah Aguara. Yeah, you got to tip your cap to him, man. What a what a heck of a play there, man. But again, Dobbs with a 25-yard gain, you, obviously you don't want to see the fumble, but that's an explosive play. What do we say? When you get an explosive play, it triples your chances of scoring on that drive. We talk about it all the time, right? That explosive right. play set up this play. We come out in 11-gun, bunch, nasty, nub, strong right. There's 15 minutes left in the fourth quarter, very first play of the fourth quarter. 23-16, we're up, third and goal play. 11-gun, bunch, nasty, nub, strong right. Jordan comes to the line, kind of surveys it. Tries a little hard count. One thing Carolina did well is they didn't tip off their defense at all. You can tell they've been watching the tape and going, all right, we can't tip it. We can't tip too much with him. If you're blitzing, that's okay right there. He's sugaring a bit, pointing. All right, now Jordan is going to call for a little shift here. So we're going to go slot shift to fan, okay? What's fan? The slot is going to shift out here and set up shop right here, right? We call this a fan look down here in Tennessee, all right? Which the, the receivers are – they're not stacked. They're about a yard a yard apart, the shoulder to shoulder, and they're cascade backwards. You know what I'm saying? One's one's behind the other, roughly a, a half a yard behind the other half a yard. We call that fan. So we're going slot shift to fan. He's going to shift out here to the fan spot, and then we're going to go slot cross, Y climb, T safe. Okay, slot cross, Y climb, T slate, T safe. So essentially, what you're going to have when they set up here, once he gets over to this position, you're going to have the or the 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 fan slot shift the fan is just going to run a little shake and an out route okay so he's just going to run an out route Dobbs is you got the slot cross we keep talking about I told you man Lafleur loves this concept right slot and you can run it shallow too 
And then you got a little Y climb. It looked like it was supposed to be a shallow, and as he works through, he's going to try to work up here. But it doesn't even matter. Jordan knows where his matchup is. Once we go to the fan here, I want you to look at something. We talk about hat count all the time. Guys, foot, the game of football is just a game of numbers. That's all it is. You're trying to get plus one as, as often as possible, right? So you got, what, three targets here, right? Which three guys are covering them, right? These guys right here. So if you're far outside receiver being Dobbs, the far outside with the fan, that's the guy covering him. Look at his depth. Everything sets up perfect. This is the stuff that Jordan is diagnosing. Let's take it back when you look at the motion. Watch Jordan's eyes. I'm going to pause it here, right? He's going to fan him over. What do you think Jordan's looking at right here? I guarantee you he's going, look at this. Look at this guy. Right? Y'all ever seen a water boy? Remember when he's getting ready to do the onside kit and he goes, where's my where's my B? There's my B. He's looking right here going, look, oh, yeah? Watch Dobbs going to shake this. He's going to motion over to the fan and just shake him out of his freaking cleats. Watch this. Beautiful play call here, man. Beautiful just all the way around, man. Execution, everything. Look, no hesitation, just a little hitch. Bang that thing in there. Absolutely perfect throw. The guy tried to undercut the route, Tim. Yep. It was just it was perfection by Jordan Love Romeo Dobbs. Rome is so him. good. Yeah, that's that we we talk about our our young receivers. I mean, we've got some route runners, ladies and gentlemen. You know that that's mm -hmm. not going to be an issue. If anything, they're just going to continue to get better. Yeah, watch this route by Dobby here. Watch him get. I thought it was a whip route at first, but it's just an out. He just, I mean, he sold that thing, right? Yep. So you're seeing the guy on the outside up there. That's what made Jordan want to throw to that area, and it wasn't even the guy covering him. He just creeps he just behind Malik him. Heath a little bit there. As soon as Malik yeah. Heath gets out in front, you see, yeah, Dobby's just <laughs> – it's yeah. beautiful. It, beautiful. Was, it was almost like they faked the switch release. You know, yeah. like on a switch release, Dobb would have went inside, Malik outside. That's what you would have called switch, right? They switched spots from the pre-snap positioning. But they really didn't. It's almost like they faked it. So yep. Jordan, Jordan reading this guy over here, like we talked about, he sees the depth over there. He knows this guy ain't got a shot. So when he reads that depth, he thinks, I'm going to have a window out here. If I just throw a safe ball, we're good. Worst yep. case scenario, it falls out of bounds, right? This is what we talk about pre-snap read being so important. You know, because like you said, he knows. He's he's going to Rome the whole way. You know, right. if that guy jumps and comes up, then he's probably throwing that ball out of the back of the end zone or or, or stepping up or something. Because I don't think he's looking he, – you know, he's not looking at Bo. He's not looking at Malik Heath. We're looking yeah. at Rome the whole way. And look how look how Romeo pulls away too, man. Yep. Yeah, separation. Perfect ball, dude. Perfect. That, that's the, the safest throw he threw all day. And yep. it went for six. How cool is that? So, obviously that touchdown extends the lead. This is where the wheels fell off for the defense. And I'm going to tell you why. Again, look at this ball, man. I mean, that's – you can't throw it any better, Tim. Nope. He Good job by Rome, too, to just stick it over to over the plane real quick. Boop. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so 7.30 left. Listen, I listened to Joe Barry's press conference. I kind of mentioned it with Paul Brettel just a second ago. He made a comment that just upset everyone so bad when he said, you know, we, we really – we played, you know, what do he say, 50 minutes – 50 minutes of good ball, right? This yep. is essentially what he said, 53 minutes. This is what he's talking about. You're winning 30-16 to 16 with 7.30 left in the fourth quarter. You're up 30-16, to 16 and you get them in a third and 12, a third and 12. Now, what, what has happened in the past, Tim, that people have complained about? 
play too soft, right? We yeah. we're not aggressive enough. You remember the Giants game? It was we should blitz. We only blitz once. Well, they should have blitzed every. I have one guy literally tell me, well, they should have blitzed more than that one of the, one of the six plays. They were in man six of the last seven. They blitzed once. They should have blitzed more. Well, here you go. You got it right here. We're in cover one man fire six. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, six. All six of those cats are all blitzing. Okay, so we're bringing six here. We're in cover one man, right? You got Jair. There's your your deep safety. This guy is actually man on the running back or anyone who comes across or the tight end. I'm sorry, the tight end looking to release. That's his man, right? So he's on man. He's on man. He's on man. I'm going to clear it off. I want you guys to look at this real quick. As we get ready for the ball to snap, okay, look at the depth of each player. Right here, you got roughly seven yards, seven to eight yards that Stokes is playing off, man coverage. Three yards in the slot Keyshawn's playing. This guy's off, obviously, because it's the tight end, and he's still trying to sugar a little bit of shell look, but they, they're not convinced here. He's, you're going to see him kind of come up late, so he can kind of rob in the middle until that tight end releases. If I remember correctly, it's a little block, a little chip block and a release, right? So he's man coverage there. Look at how deep Jair is. This is a third and 12 play. Immediately, people will say, this is the scheme. This is what Joe Barry does. B.S. I, this, this is the play that I sent this, the, the screenshot out that Ryan Wood had the quote from Jair Alexander July 31st this year saying they brought in Greg Williams and the first thing they wanted him to work on with was Jair Alexander on his depth. And Jair's words, not mine, not Ryan Wood's, not Greg Williams, not Joe Barry. Jair said, yeah, they're trying to get me to tighten up, essentially is what he's saying, because I prefer to play off. What bit you in the rear end here, and it almost cost you a win. A win. On Sunday, these guys are playing closer. Why is everyone else playing closer and Jai is that far off? Someone explain that to me. Yeah. Because just like the play earlier where it was man coverage and he said, Oh, you guys cover him. I'm staying right here. He goes rogue. Right. So watch third and 12, cover one blitz. The blitz doesn't have a chance to get home. Look, look how far off he is. Not only is he playing that far off, look at him backpedaling. Like he doesn't even play catch man here. It, it's like he's playing a quarters look. But you know he's in man coverage here. Like if he's not in man coverage, like the last play we looked at, exactly, busted, where he's <laughs> the only one playing quarters, right? And 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 with this right here, you see, like this is the proper technique, right? This guy's just going to kind of cross his face and pick up the first down, easiest throw that Bryce Bryce Young made all day long. Look at that. Yeah, what happened to the Jair that that plays soft? off the ball or plays off the ball like this or off the man and then jumps that and picks it off and drives on it. Right. Drives on it. Right. Cause if you're starting back, you can't possibly think you're going to keep backpedaling. You got to play downhill. Right. You now if no you're way. pressed up at the line, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be able to move backwards and laterally, but you know, job, if he truly had the freedom to line up where he wanted to line up there and he's deciding to play that far off, you've got to, you've got to be downhill, man. Tip. Not only do you have a safety covering you deep, he's on your side of the field. Yep. This is the part that bu that really bugs me about Jair. Highest paid corner in the freaking league. And he needs a safety that far over to help him. And then he doesn't even bother using it. Right. Like if you're gonna now's the time to be aggressive. And that's the other thing. He's so late. It's he's late reacting too. You've given yourself more space, more time to react, more time to drive down. And this is what we talk about, man. All the all the off-field nonsense aside, 
you know, this is what we're seeing in between the lines. Absolutely. And it's why he is now grading out as the 82nd corner in the NFL this year, according to PFF. 82nd. There are 81 other cornerbacks. Let's say 80, because I think there are a few tied for the same score. 80 other cornerbacks in the National Football League that are grading out higher than the highest paid corner in the league. And on top of that, he gets suspended for a bunch of antics behind the scenes. So it's just mind-boggling to me, man. It really is. Again, just one yard, Tim. If he had cheated up one or two more yards, he's batting that ball down. Look how close it is. Game of inches, right? Or if he's biting down, if he's playing downhill. Right. Right. If you're reacting quicker and you're playing, if you're you're playing downhill from the from the get go, you could get there before before that receiver does. No, you got to know. And like you say, situational football, right? You know what they need. You can't you you know where the line to gain is. Right. So the the other difficult part, let's rewind a little bit here. okay? the defense got a three and out. Then the offense comes out. Guess what they did? Three and out. Yeah. The play call. First down, incompletion. Second play, you take you got uh, AJ Dillon on the field, one yard gain. Third one was a third play was a one yard loss, if I remember correctly. Or maybe that's coming up. No, it was another incompletion. First down, incompletion, one yard run, incompletion, punt. Then your defense, after going three and out already, the offense goes three and out. Defense comes back on the field. You get them in a third and twelve, and supposedly the best player on the field screws the pooch playing soft. And, and we're all screaming, this is Joe Barry's fault. Like, it, it, you know what? It is Joe Barry's fault. Because if you're watching that happen on a third and 12, I'm going over to him immediately and go, hey, listen, get your head out of your rear end, dude. Mm-hmm. Where, where's that guy that's 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 begged for the number one receiver? We're not talking – you know, I, I wish he was playing next week just to see him on Justin Jefferson. But I'm telling you, he's getting cooked this year. It's driving me absolutely insane, man. But this is what we're talking about, too. This doesn't even feel like a win. I would love to be sitting here talking positive. But this is why you go from only giving up 16 points to them tying the ballgame in seven minutes. This is exactly why, right? Or six minutes, I should say. These are what this is what's actually happening on the field is your best, supposedly your best player on the field completely screwing the pooch. So, all right, 714 left, actually 718 left on the clock here. 30 to 16, you're up, first and 10 play. We come out in a 34 jam, cover one man, fire five. So what are we doing here? Cover one, there's your deep safety, right? You're going to go man coverage, man coverage. It gets a little bit a little bit convoluted in here, but you got man coverage across the board. You got your deep safety established. This right here is going to be – that's going to be your fire, I'm pretty sure. He's the guy who's going to fire, which is Quay, okay, if I remember correctly. No, this is this is what it was supposed to be. You got, you got your fire five. These are your five that are firing right here. I'm sorry. And Quay is manned up on this running back. The running back stays in and blocks. So if Quay had blitz, you would call this a green dog blitz, which basically means if your guy stays in and block, you blitz. Instead, he plays kind of a little drop. Remember last week, Tim, when we were playing zone coverage and Quay just sat in the middle of the field and didn't cover anybody? There was like eight yard, uh, an eight-yard uh, around him. Watch this play right here. This is cover one man, fire five. So, again, we're firing five on this play. Watch Quay. He's just gone. Pretty sure this is the play. I may have them mixed up here. Let's see here. Nope. Okay, this is a different play. You see Quay go out in the man coverage on the flat on this one. This is the Stokes play. One of the Stokes plays. That's what sucks. This is Stokes getting beat, cover one man. 
So what's Stokes on the outside here? I've got those flipped. That's coming up on the next drive, unfortunately. <laughs> so watch Stokes here in man coverage. Cover one man across the board. Stokes is great now. I think at a 51 now this year. 51. Look, he's playing outside leverage. He knows he's got safety help, but does he? When you got a trips look like that or a bunch, that safety's got to help with this, this first guy right here. Right? The number one. Yep. The, the center safety, if you're playing a cover one man, the cover one safety, the deep safety down the center has got to cover the one before the two and definitely before the three. So Stokes has got to know that. He's got to tighten that coverage up. He gets absolutely burned. It was a bad throw, too. That's how out of position he was. Yep. Watch him right here. He plays outside technique, which is, is right, but you got to clamp down here, man. Just a little shake, and it's over. And, again, not a perfect throw either. It's kind of behind him. How do you not break that up, Tim? Yeah. And how are you – he's got to come flatter there, too, on the, on his angle. Yeah. You know, it's easy for us to sit here. I'm, I'm sitting here with my feet up, you know, telling him what he <laughs> – Right, to do. right. Me too. But, but, you know, you're right. You're playing pre-snap. This is what we want, right? Force him to the outside. Use that, that boundary as another defender and don't let him score. Well, he beats you to the inside and you've got time. You've got time to cut underneath this right there. You got time to cut underneath that ball, but he's he's trailing the man. You know, you're on his back. You're he's in. You know what I mean? He's in front of you at this point. There's nothing you're nothing you're going to do there. Uh, and listen, Tim, it's not like he's a first round pick. Okay, <laughs> um, I just want to throw that in there. Now, I do want to mention this though. I'm joking there a little bit. Joe Barry today. Joe Barry was asked about him. You know what Joe Barry said? While everyone else is absolutely torching Joe Barry, you know what Joe Barry said about Stokes? Essentially, and I'm kind of paraphrasing, look, it's only a second game back. He's asking for grace for a young player and saying he's going to get more confident as he gets more snaps. Listen, he was hurt for 13 months. He gave him every excuse in the book and covered his rear end. In the meantime, everybody else is just chucking Barry under the bus. <laughs> it's wild, yep. man. Absolutely wild. So that's one thing, though, if you step back and say, okay, I've got no dog in this spot, right? Do you like that about Barry or no? You need someone who's going to be fiery and hold him more accountable. He's too nice. That's what I think it is. He's too nice to the media. He's too nice to the players. Yeah, I mean, you, you're going to have to get someone in here who's going to just fight this with fire on fire. But, again, man, it, you've got to make that play. That's a bad throw, Tim. Look, look at this. If I showed you this shot right here, you would think that's either picked off or batted down, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah, for sure. Look at that. Somehow he wrestles it away from. Wasn't even a clean catch. Oh, so frustrating, man. So frustrating. So that was your cover one. Now, check this out. Uh, I know Rashawn Gary had a horrible game, but this proved to be pretty important here. They're going for two, right? Um, we're up by eight points here. This is the two-point conversion. They get this two-point conversion here, but keying on Rashawn Gary up top. He's going to draw a hold here, and rightfully so, right? You can see the hold right there. He gets tackled by his jersey. The Some yep. of the stuff, some things don't pop up in the stat column, guys. Sometimes don't show. Some things don't show in the stat column. That's one of those things. If Rashawn Gary doesn't draw that flag there, then they're in for two, right? And it's now a six-point game. Think about that, right? Yep, that's right. And I know how the game ended. I got you, but still – that, those things are important. That, that's something that did not pop up in the stat column. I just wanted to mention that real quick. Normally I wouldn't even show that play, but I thought that was uh, kind of telling on that play how he, uh, you know, 
kind of came up big here. You'll see the hold here. And again, it's Rashawn Gary just beating this guy. You know, these are the things that you don't talk about sometimes. You know, we talk about we, you know, I, I don't focus too much in on sacks. I want pressures. I want people disrupting the play. This is a situation where you draw a flag. Like he's given, he's given him all he wants. That's all technique, play. too, man. You see him That's stay, he stays on on his to the right. So he's staying on his on that left tackle's left shoulder, but he's driving that. Why he's staying to the right, but he's driving that left hand right in his boom right there. It's it's what we call a straight arm, yep. and then he kind of pulls back and just I mean look at look at this thing. he's just manhandling. It's just yep. a straight bull rush is what it is. And like, a great play, play great play by the left tackle there. You know yeah. that's what you have to do, right? You, <laughs> right. You hold that man so you don't get your quarterback killed. That's and if he doesn't hold him right, like right now he's holding. Him. Yep. See, he's got him behind the shoulder pass. Oh, yeah. If he doesn't hold him right there, Gary's pulling off of that sack and Bryce. There's no yep. doubt about it. For sure. But again, just a just a huge play that, that probably went unnoticed that I wanted to make sure that we hit on there. Um, so and then of course they go for the uh extra point instead, right? Because it's so far out of reach now. And guess what happens, Tim? My man shanks it. That's how huge that was. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. the little things. The little things. Because of that penalty, it pushed them further out. And then he barely misses the extra point. So just wanted to mention that. All right, let's fast forward. Five minutes and six seconds left in the fourth quarter. We're up 30 to 22. It's a third and two play. Um, again, 506 left. We come out in a nickel two, four, five. We're going TE top and we're going uh Tampa two. You guys are going Tampa two. Clayton, you ain't said that all year. I was so excited when I seen this, guys. I got <laughs> so fired up. So, first of all, what's a TE? It's a it's a stunt. Your tackle is going to try to draw these guys out as I think it's Gary that's going to stunt in, okay? That's what we call TE. The tackle went first. The defensive tackle went first. The edge or end went second. You always go in order, TE or ET. If the if the edge had went first, cross their face, and allowed the tackle to loop around, then we would call that an ET. But it's a TE. I just said top to remind me it happened up here because sometimes I get on here and go, oh, yeah, which side was that on? Now, Tampa 2. Let's roll it forward here a little bit. You see them trying to get set up. I don't like how late they are. Look at who's out here on the boundary. Quay Walker, why? Because they went empty, right? They went 11-gun empty, and they put their T on the boundary, so we walked Quay out there on him. It's easy to think this is man coverage, and he may even be playing Meg out here because they're so isolated, right, away from the play. But essentially, you're going to be playing a Tampa 2 defense here, and I'm going to explain to you what that is. Notice they're sugaring, too. Usually this safety's back here, Andy Tim, pre-snap, showing shell. He's in the box here. They're doing a little sugar. So essentially what's going to happen is this guy's going to drop deep. This guy's going to drop deep. They're going to be responsible for deep halves, deep half, right? And then deep half, okay? The Mike, which is McDuffie in this situation because Quay's out here, is, is going to cover short to deep down the scene. That's what you call Tampa 2. It's a cover 2 with the Mike backer dropping deep, okay, deep down the center to make that third zone. If nobody attacks the seam, then he just stays at home, okay? So that's going to be your Tampa 2 look. Now, typically in Tampa, the way you play this, you can play it aggressive, but it's all about the hat count. You Look how close these splits are right here, Tim. Mm-hmm. So this guy right here is already going to be playing short. There's, there's basically three ways you can attack Tampa, okay? I'm going to kind of draw this up. This is the strength, okay? You've got deep half, deep half that should be covered, okay? This guy is going to cover in here, right? in here so 
The three places you can attack is what we call the base. If you're in normal cover two, you can attack the base or the bunker. Okay. You got two bunkers and a base when you're playing against cover two. Some people call that the whole shot, right? Along the sideline here, the whole shot. So we're going to be playing Tampa two. Watch how Ja plays this. He bots underneath and lets a guy run. You, you've got to carry him here. I don't care if it's cover two palms or not. It doesn't matter. Right here, you know you got help in the slot here. Watch him bot. See him get caught peeking here? You've got a guy helping underneath. Yep. That's Ja being too aggressive. How do you want to play this, right? And it's just like, okay, forget this guy. We'll just let the safety handle it, right? And what, what sucks about that is you've got other people trying to attack deep too. So he just bites it right here. He's like, oh, crap. Another blown coverage, in my opinion. Just out of position. Just like with the main coverage play. Just out of position there. Now, some would say, well, no, his priority is to cover the flat. Okay, I'm sorry. You're not going to show me another. Show me Darrell Revis in his prime. Allow that play to be completed there and not be able to read that simple concept. Because all it is is kind of a makeshift smash concept. All it is is a curl with a corner, and kind of a shallow corner at that, right? Darrell Revis shuts that down. Stephon Gilmore shuts that down. Um, Some of the best corners across the league, you put them on the field, they're eating that up like it's, I mean, like it is nothing. But Jair just bites like he's literally a third-string corner. Threaded yep. the needle right into the right into the bunker. And, oh, by the way, because of it, safety comes screaming over and gets a penalty. Right. So, just a tough look, man. Listen, if this was Ballantyne or Valentine or Nixon getting burnt like this, I'm not saying anything. But this And is it's sad because here's Keyshawn finally doing what he's supposed to do in the, in the slot. Absolutely. Which is pick up feeling here. And you, Jaws got to know, Keyshawn's not carrying anything. He's, right. he's And maybe he doesn't know, but he's also got to know across the field here, you've got Zay covered in the seam on Tampa too. Yep. So the seam's covered, which allows Keyshawn, if he knows the seam's covered, to be more aggressive underneath, which by the way he does. But there's absolutely zero chance that Keyshawn Nixon in a Tampa 2 defense, zone defense, is going to bell on his zone and cover a corner route. It's him being arrogant and not understanding what other people are doing on the field. You're too worried about wanting to be a captain. Look at that. You know Keyshawn's underneath. Yep. You want to know why PFF gave him a bad grade? There you go. It was all day long. You know what? I don't fault Anthony Johnson. Anthony Johnson's just bringing the thunder. Yeah. Like and it, trying to make a play. I guess they got him just because his head was, was – No, it was, it was illegal. It was illegal. He, he definitely – It looked like he that. turned – he made it right there to turn – see how he's hitting the side. But, yeah, yeah you got to see what you're hitting. Yeah. got to see what you're hitting. Absolutely. So, this was frustrating for me, Jair. Just uh, – it was all day long, man. All yeah. day long. All because he bit on that underneath route, not not understanding where their leverage was from a defensive uh, standpoint as a whole, right? Playing off of each other. All right, so here's the play that I was talking about earlier. I'm pretty sure. Let me make. Sh- let me double check here. Yeah, yeah. This is the other uh, shark touchdown. I think. Yeah, if I remember right. So, all right. What you got is a nickel two four five cover one Sam fire will choice drop, and I said will choice drop. For that very reason. All right. Who's the will? There's your tight end. That makes him the will. That's Quay. All right. With will choice drop, he can make a decision here what he wants to do, especially if the running back stays in. So we're in cover one man again. 
We wanted man. We got it, boys. We got a heavy dose of man. Cover one man. Everyone else is man coverage, right? Man coverage. Man coverage. Look how tight. Look how tight and snug we're playing right here. But I know we play soft. Look right here. Look at look at look down here, guys. Look how tight. Look up top. That's your best corner. Like what the hell are we doing? Why why is he playing so soft? If he's so all worldly, why is he playing so soft? And people will say, well, that's, he's he's being told to do that. Okay, so everyone on the field was told to play tight, except for Jair. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. The the, the one guy that we brought a coach in to work with. On playing trying to play tight. <laughs> <laughs> so this is frustrating too. Watch Quay Walker. You see Quay Walker, like, okay, he's focused on the run. The running back stays in. Now he can it's his choice. What do you want to do? You could probably fire, go green dog if you want. He turns it into a drop, right? But I want you to look where he settles in. His eyes go back on the quarterback. Who is he covering? This is Nobody. two weeks in a row. And that's why he's late to get to our boy Bryce Young. Right now, let's take it back real quick. Another person I want to pick on. This is what me and Paul just talked about. Watch JJ and Igbari right here. Watch how far he rushes up the field, guys. I promise you, they're not teaching. That. This is what I said to Paul. Like, I have a hard time believing somebody told him, hey, rush six yards behind the quarterback. Look how far upfield he gets, Tim. What are you doing? Yep. Like, that, there is no integrity to your pass rush whatsoever. And here's the, the frustrating part is you blitz. Right, you bring that Sam fire. Right, here's your Sam because he's on the strong side. That's Isaiah McDuffie. He's going to fire. So you know you got a blitz from that side. If you know the pressure is coming from this side, right? You got three guys on that side as far as the hat count. Then shouldn't you just kind of keep him in the pocket and let them hit home? Mm -hmm. You just rush all the way up the field. I put that on Rebrovich, right? Like, what are you coaching for him? Just pin your ears back, guys. Go up field. Look how far out of the play he is. Now, this is going to piss y'all off, but watch Isaiah now. The Sam, watch him get held. He gets tackled. This is mind-boggling that this thing can get called. Watch Zay. Look, he gets tackled, bro. Wow. <laughs> I seen that, and I was like, that's the that's the icing on the cake for me. Like, that's the worst hold I've seen all year, man. Wow. Not only did he hook him at the point of attack, he tackled him. That's a good tackle. That maybe, <laughs> maybe get that running back to come in and teach our defense how to tackle. <laughs> but just unbelievable. And again, JJ and Igbari took his look how far out up the field he is, man. And again, now let's go back and pick on Quay again. Look at Quay. Who are you covering? Nobody. Okay, well, let's get to the point late. And then on top of that, here's your first round pick again. Eric Stokes get absolutely cooked. Man coverage. This is all we wanted was man coverage. We got eight first round picks. Let's play man coverage. Here it is. Just cook, man. Good throw, too. Don't get me wrong, but come on, man. Half a step late. And, again, Joe Barry's, Joe Barry's defending it. I'm being ruthless right now because it just it, – it's it ain't even anything against Stokes. I just get so angry at the fans that just assume because someone's a first-round pick, they're – they're oh, they're, well, they're, they're good. They're great, you know. Like, yeah. you, you haven't seen it. You haven't seen it in two years. But, again, like Joe said – which he'll be gone before he, – he'll probably be out of Green Bay before we get to see it, whether it comes to fruition or not. He's saying, hey, look, it's only his second game back. Let's give him some grace, right? So yeah. so Stokes basically gave up two touchdowns in that game, both in man coverage, as we pointed out there, right? So um, 
let's go. Uh, here we go. Nickel two four five LBN. You, it, I, I got a bunch of notes here because everything about this play just was absolutely horrible. Okay, nickel two four five. I said LVN's got to attack, right? It's, he's got to attack the mesh point because he's opposite the read side. Let me draw this up. We're running a read option here. This receiver is going to set up shop right here. So the read option in a double sidecar right here. On the read side, the goal is to put the ball into the belly of the running back, right? And you're going to read a defensive end. And if the defensive end stands up, then you hand the ball off to the running back, right? On the play side, though, where you're handing the running back in this direction, you've got to attack the mesh point. You've got to attack the mesh point opposite read side, okay? Jair, you, this is going to make you angry watching him attack this, too. Obviously, he's up here. Watch how he attacks this running play. Quay's late to the point of attack over here, and Owens just takes an absolutely horrible angle. He, it's like he's going, okay, let's, let's keep him from getting three yards deep in the end zone. So let's watch it all unfold. You'll see what I'm talking about with the mesh point. You'll see LVN now. He's kind of reading everything out. You got to attack right here, man. You got to attack because the whole point of not attacking is because you don't want the quarterback to be able to run with the ball. If you attack the mesh point there, where is he going to go? It means Bryce Young is going to have to go up here. Now, opposite side, that's the guy you want the play contained. So LVN's got to attack right there. Watch Ja. If if I told you right now this guy has the ball right here, number three has the ball. Look at Ja. Don't you think he's got a pretty good shot to get in here and kind of blow this up to him? Like nobody's blocking. Watch sure it. Look. Uh, uh, and gets drove back into the end zone, what, five yards? Yep. Highest paid corner in the league. And self-elected captain. <laughs> look at him right here. It's a good angle. Look, look at Ja. He, he has no interest whatsoever in trying to put his nose in there and blow that play up. I'll tell you who used to blow it up. I'm going to tell you who ropes in there and hits somebody in the freaking kneecap is a guy by the name of Rasul Douglas. We've seen it his whole time here. Man. That's right. Sure, sure missed that cap. Um, all right, so 30 to 30, guys. Again, when Joe Barry said that, you, you, played, you played good defense for 53 minutes, that's what he was talking about. You literally, in – Five minutes of game time, not even five minutes of game time, really four minutes of game time, Tim, gave up two touchdowns. What caused the touchdowns? We just showed you. Man coverage, people getting cooked. Jair being too aggressive on Tampa, too. All the way across the board. J.J. and Ibarre losing contain or uh, rushing upfield too far. Quay being hesitant. I mean, there's plenty of blame to go around. It was just an absolute collapse. And it's another reason why Joe Barry has to be gone. They are not responding to him. Not responding to him. Like there's there's just no fire there, man. There was in the first half, and it was just like after that third and 12 play, that's when you felt it. It was like the air came out of the room. Um, all right. The, tied up 30 to 30, fourth quarter, 243 left, third and four play. Um, this is Jordan Love being the new Jordan Love, man. This is what Paul Brettel talked about. We come out in 11 gun, dub nasty. Let's end it on a positive note, okay? 11 gun, dub nasty, strong right T week. We're going to go F yo yo flat, X fade, YZ pick and drag. That's a really cool concept. And then we got T safe, okay? T safe is real simple. The T is just going to stay in and block, okay? We're going to play it safe here and put an extra blocker in the backfield. I like that they designed it that way. You're going to go F yo yo. Who's the F? Your tight ends up here, right? which means on the line of scrimmage is your X. So this is your F. He's going to yo-yo motion, right? And when he comes back, he's just going to attack the flat, okay? 
with the X, he's just going to run kind of a fade. They've ran this concept all year long. It's going to be kind of a nine fade, almost like a the you're going to end up in the same spot as a corner route might end up, but it's going to be kind of a bend. You're trying to get them to take inside leverage and fade it out. And then on the opposite side, you're going to go YZ pick and drag. Watch Tucker Craft just going to go upfield. And it, it looks like he's setting up the run block, but he doesn't block anybody. If you notice, he's just kind of lollygagging, trying to get in this guy's way as we run a drag underneath, right? And then, of course, the T-safe we explain. But this is that shot play to Romeo Dobbs. Forget about where the ball goes for a second and watch what I'm talking about with that YZ pick and drag. Watch Tucker Craft. He understands this offense, Tim, and that's what's most impressive about him. He's a physical specimen, but – there you see the F-Yo-Yo. I think that was Bo Melton, if I remember correctly. Yep. Bo Melton, F-Yo-Yo. Watch Tucker. La, 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 la. See him? <laughs> yep. He understands his, his responsibility, man. And then he's going to run. If you notice, it's kind of a shallow version of that slot cross we like to run because he's trying to bend out here on the dig, and this guy's already coming across the field. So I just thought that was cool. It, it may seem really, really simple to you guys, but I think it's the little things that matter. Him understanding what his job is right there to just kind of try to lollygag and run a little natural pick, pretty cool. Now, let's get back to the play side. This is all Jordan Love going, you know what? When the game's on the line, think player, not play. Wicks is out. Reed is out, right? You're missing Luke Musgrave. Who is your go-to guy, Tim? Rome. Got to go to your guy. When, when the game's on the line, think player, not play. I refuse to agree with that for so long, and I finally get it now. But here you go little fade. Jordan's like, all right, boys, let's hold the safety in the center. Let's let this thing fly. What a freaking catch by Romeo Dobbs. I understand it was controversial, right, because of the the uh, the ball coming out there on the ground at the very end of the play. You guys know my take on it. <clears throat> I, think, I think by rule it was probably incomplete, but it doesn't change the fact that Romeo Dobbs – Goes out and grabs this ball. I mean, this is this is amazing, Tim. Look at look at his hands. Watch him come back. And again, the ball is underthrown. We got to mention that, right? This yep. continues to happen from time to time. Jordan's not going to be perfect. Nobody's expecting him to be. You see Romeo kind of adjusting. He's so good at high pointing the ball, man. Can we go back to his release? Jordan's release. Yeah, I absolutely. Want, I want to watch his feet when he lets this thing rip. Kind of see if he's set. Got a good base. Let's see if there's a hop. Usually there's a hop. When it, yep. Yeah. See the hop. Yep. Little hop with the right, the back foot, and he's actually going backwards. See him leaning backwards. You got to drive, try and step through and drive on that a little more. Yep. And that That's ball's true. getting getting where it needs to be. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's underthrown by a couple yards. Yeah, but still, if that ball's over the top, man. That's a tutter. It might be. Yeah, you're right. But kudos to Romeo, and you know what, Jordan, man, game on the line, dude. Yeah, no hesitation to to throw that. That's yeah, where I he's love. going. It's just mechanically. Imagine when he gets all the mechanics down. Yep. Like he's going to be unstoppable, bro. We got Absolutely. us a freaking QB, man. Love. It. And again, that's just a, what a heck of a catch by Romeo. I was hoping we get a different angle, but we didn't. That really, that was the play that got us going, man. That kind of sparked this whole, you know, two minutes left now, second and 10 plays, 30 to 30. Without that Romeo Dobbs 36 yard grab, you probably don't win that ball game, obviously. That came on a third down, too, wasn't a third and four, Tim. Third and four, and they're like, screw it, 36 yards down the field. Let's chuck this thing. <laughs> now, if it fell incomplete, what would we be doing right now, Tim? Yep. Why are we doing throwing the ball 30 yards doing? down the field? You Why don't we just run yards? it? I'm the worst at that, dude. I am the absolute worst <laughs> at that. So um, here we got the, the Tucker Craft play. This was really cool. Um, dangerous throw, man. Dangerous throw, but 
Jordan's a gunslinger, dude. There's no two ways about it. We come out in 11-gun, Trey Wright, T-Week, X-Curl, Y-Out, Hoss, T-Swing. So let's talk about what it means. You guys know the alignment. We've talked about it enough. Um, so we're going to go Y. We're going to go X-Curl, right? Who's your X? Opposite. There's your tight end, your Y. This makes him the X. Just going to run a little curl route, okay? Y-Out, right? Your Y, your tight end, is going to run a little out route, all right? And then you got Hoss. Hoss is a go-curl combo. This is going to be a go route, and you're going to have a little curl underneath, okay? And watch. This is a bad decision. I guarantee you if we were in the offensive meeting room, Matt LaFleur gave Jordan Love a negative two on this play. In no universe should you make this throw because there's nothing about your side adjustment, your read on this out. You're looking at this guy, right? You're, you're reading these guys and go, okay, do I have the out route? Because basically Tucker's going to run a little out here right? Watch him hum this tater in here. And Tucker Kraft has got some hands on him, dude. Look, there's nothing that says you should throw that ball. <laughs> Look, bro, gave me a heart attack. I didn't realize Tucker had it till I seen him running up the field. Yep. But that's what Favre did so well too, right? And it's why we loved him. You get a yeah, better that, angle. That was either going to win the game for us or lose it for us. <laughs> right. Watch Tucker. This is a better view. Imagine you're the quarterback and you're trying to read, right? You're, you're trying to determine, am I going to throw, try to fit the ball in here? Is this open? Now, he didn't hesitate. You got to give him credit for that. But watch this. There's nothing that says you should throw this ball, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Look behind Rome. Him, Look at Rome up top or in the yeah, middle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Running butt naked for a minute, wasn't yeah. it? But, but look, look at Tucker, dude. How do you catch that? <laughs> Bro, I, listen, I don't want to say what I'm about to say, but I'm going to freaking say it. I love Luke Musgrave, but you can't take Tucker Craft out of the start lineup. You yeah. you got to move forward with him as your starting tight end, man. Absolutely. He, I mean, and if he struggles, go to Musgrave. Now, the, the good thing is we run enough 12 personnel, right? Yeah. But that they're both going to see playing time. But Tucker is just – and he's not even grading out good. That's what's crazy. He just – Not yet. Right. He's just doing enough, you know what I mean, to make an yeah. impact on the game. But that right there, that with the Romeo Dobbs catch, that won you the ball game right there. Got them nice Jordan one cleats on too. Look at Tucker Craft, little style, yeah. little flavor. Look at this dude. Look, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing throwing that ball? <laughs> it, look at Tucker. It, it just kind of stuck to his shoulder too. Like, oh crap, I got it. Look at it. Look at that. <laughs> you know why you throw that ball? Trust. Yeah. Hey, that's He's a good got point. Trust in himself and trust in in Tucker Craft to to hang on to that. Absolutely, man. It was a fun game to watch, man. And listen, I know this chalk talk's negative. I'm not going to fake it, though, guys. If you see it, you got to say it. That These guys, that defense should be going to these offensive players and be like, hey, dinner's on me this week, boys. Like, And look, Tucker Craft took a lick in that catch, too. Sure Came did. Out and, and think of that tweet. Think of that quote the other day. Talking about whatever you can do for your team. Whatever you right. can do for the coaches. And then this guy right here has caught a lot of scrutiny. Listen, he misses extra points. I got you. Extra points are no longer gimmies. We know the new rule change and all that. But this is ice in your veins, bro. 30 yep. to 30, 22 seconds left, fourth and 11. This is it. You miss it. It's probably going to overtime, or they may even be able to get down the way your defense is playing and uh, and get within field goal range right in time. Just but, drilled it. Right down the middle, bro. Just right drilled it. Is that Justin Tucker? Is that, uh, is that Anders Carlson? <laughs> exactly. I, I was so happy to see that for him, man. Yeah. Fired up. 
This uh, I think there's another replay here too. I wanted to show you real quick. It's kind of cool, different angle. Get everybody's reaction. It's super slow motion, very dramatic. This guy right here. This is the one I'm worried about. I don't know who this guy is, but can we get him a bigger shirt? <laughs> Look at my guy right there. How is he breathing? Is that a Devontae Adams jersey? Is that what that is? It might have been at one time. The 17 supposed to sit center mass. <laughs> what is it doing up around his neck, bro? I don't know, man, but it's a lot of green and gold down there in Carolina. You got some cool shades, though. If you guys know this guy, get him on the pot. I'll roast him in front of his face on camera, okay? <laughs> that's that's just not a good look there. Listen, I am not a small person, but I don't wear schmediums for a reason. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, that was just interesting to me. My man was fired up. He was probably three sheets to the wind, right? But you're right, man. There's Packer fans every freaking where, dude. Yeah, every man. One last glimpse here, too, of the kick. I believe we got another view here. If I remember right. Let's go 75. Maybe we don't have it. Yeah, we got it right here. Watch Just him drive through this ball, man. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about him, man. I think he's going to be a good kicker. I do, too. This is what and I'm talking about. Just trust it. Enough of this aiming crap. You yeah. know, your your aiming is is when you're you're getting in your alignment and making sure your strides are right, lining up your kick. I mean – when the ball snapped, you got to just drive through that sucker. And that's exactly what he did. Look at this right here. Santa Claus decided to take the day off and go watch the ball game. <laughs> right. This is my favorite, too, right here. Look look at the guy in the middle, that Packer fan. I'm yeah. man, that's live. Look it's at my good, boy. Baby. Let's go. Look at it right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love football, dude. I love it. That was a fun one. It was. It was. Yeah, like I said, I know there's plenty of negative, but that was a fun one to watch. Um, it's just it's so frustrating because I know people got aggravated that that Joe Barry made that comment, right? Yeah. But it's true. Like I want to go. Where's the lie? Where's the lie? At? You know. Um, anything you got to add here? We're an hour and forty one minutes. Good God, I'm no. I'm glad we got through it though. That's yeah. that's good, man. And appreciate the work putting it together. You know. We we get to we get to see this because uh, Clayton's kind enough to uh, come through the through the footage sixty or seventy times and pick out some plays for us. Pretty cool, <laughs> pretty impressive. You got it under twenty. That's awesome. Yeah, no doubt, man. Headfish says policy violation for showing fans in the stands. LOL. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it one bit. It's probably that Fox logo that kept kept throwing that up there. So. Um, Mike Hebring in the chat said, and who are those wide receivers on the Panthers beating our first first round cornerback? I challenge anyone to name any of them. The only one I could think of was DJ Shark. Yeah. You know, DJ Shark's uh, claim to fame was playing in Jacksonville where he did pretty much absolutely nothing. Um, yep. He's kind of a vertical threat. He's kind of a big guy. But, man, it's just – I get it. We, we need a new D.C. But – if this is how these corners are going to play in man coverage with a new DC, they're probably not going to be here long because if right. you get someone who's no nonsense from the Baltimore Ravens staff or, you know, uh, the San Francisco 49ers staff or something like that, they're not going to put up with that crap Tim. And that's, that's another downfall to Joe Barry, like him defending Eric Stokes, you know, it's yeah. like, come on, man. Now you don't what want mean? a guy that's throwing, throwing your plate, you, you know, his players under the bus, but, you do need someone that's going to put their foot down. Yeah. You know, for sure. Absolutely, man. 
right here. Doug said highlighting the dude in the 17 jersey was a violation of community standards. Hey, having to stare at that dude with the 17 up here around his neck <laughs> that was a violation of my standards. You know what I'm saying? Maybe um, that was an Anders Carlson jersey. That was a on, on field. He got it from Anders himself. <laughs> what if it was an Anders Carlson jersey? Does he wear 17? He sure does. Oh, my God. Talk about having some some Weibos coming in like, hey, I'm, I'm going to follow a I'm gonna follow an all-time great. Give me that 17. I ain't scared. Right. <laughs> Larry, Larry in the chat said Clayton gonna lose sleep over John Stokes tonight. I already did. I woke no up. No different than the last three nights. <laughs> Gosh, man. It's just so frustrating, man. I try not to be negative. You guys know I, I get called out for being too positive. I get called out for being too negative. I'm an emotional fan like everyone else, but um when I watch that, when I watch that unfold, it's just like oof. And, and then to have the audacity after the game, Jair to say, we just got to run the call, it's called. Like, it was the call. Well, then 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 do it. What are we? Because we just looked at tape where you're not running the, the call that's called. Essentially what he's saying is, okay, we're not, we're, we're not allowed to run cover one. We're not allowed to run man coverage anymore. Like, what cornerback doesn't want to play man coverage? Yep. It's just, ah, I agree, Doug. It was rough, but it's over. It's over. Bury the tape. First time after a win, I've said bury the tape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's tough, though. So, all right. With that being said, guys, we're going to get out of here. Appreciate y'all hanging out, man. Y'all were in here for a while. Hopefully, the stream, I want to say hopefully it didn't drop too much, but I'm sure it did, especially after we body shamed number 17 in the stands. But, uh, hey, it is what it is, right? <laughs> Mike says, I'm so depressed about this defense. Oh. Hey, you'll be all right, Mike. Hey, let me cheer you up real quick, buddy. John Deere Green. That deep is a performance. We don't deserve the whole video. So we're all we're all punished together. All right, guys, we're out of here. Tim, I appreciate your time, man. That was fun watching that and going through. Um, I guess uh it took us what an hour and twenty minutes to get 17 plays, something like that. If you bad. had removed all my complaining, we probably would have kept it under an hour, you know. Um, minus the the Paul Brittle talk. But uh appreciate Paul jumping on here too. So hey guys, if you would. Uh, go show some love to BetUS, the official sports book of Packers Total Access Live. If you guys haven't already registered, you can register for free if you click on the link in the description of this video. Um, that will basically attach you to Packers Total Access and let BetUS know we sent them, sent you to them. It doesn't cost a, a dime to register for free as a customer, and uh, you can have access to all their really cool betting interface. They got everything from prop bets to, uh, you know, you just want to bet the line on the game, uh, bet the money line, whatever it is. Um, Bet US, the official sports book of Packers Total Access Live, and been America's favorite sports book for 30 years now, uh, established there in 1994. Been doing it for a long time. Tim, thank you for your time, buddy. We're going to get out of here. Um, Mike, thank you so much for the uh, the kind words, buddy. We appreciate you hanging out with us, man. Hopefully, we didn't depress anybody too much, but uh, yeah, like like Larry says, on to the Vikings, baby. That's right. Got a little preview earlier. We're going to hit in the morning on Good Morning Lambo. We'll hit all the updated injury information. If everything goes as planned, Jacob will be on with us. Tim, I think you're planning on being on, right? Sure. So we'll get on here and talk a little ball, maybe dig a little deeper. I may pull some some deep PFF grades to kind of see where Jordan's ranking, or not PFF grades, but SIS data. What I would like to get into, one of the things I've been wanting to key in on, Tim, is Tucker Craft. 
I want to see maybe what his the passer rating when targeted is, things like that. So we may deep dive into a little bit of those stats if I wake up in the morning and remember it. Just depends on how quick I get the the diesel in me, my man. So, all right, right here, guys. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us as always. Let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. Go back, go. The power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Yes, a YN or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet to get an isolation with the with the linebacker.